Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Birds vs. Boys NFL Week 4. There are absolutely no complaints here. What a week. Eagles win. They're 3-0. Everybody else in the NFC East lost on Sunday. Pure domination. DeAndre Swift is running wild. Everyone's worried about a QB sneak play. We have the whole, the whole league mad. The Phillies, as we speak, are about to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, the, the rain has moved out of here. Everything is right in the world. It's been fantastic here in Philadelphia. Kevin, how are you doing? Pretty similar, I assume, right? Jalen Hurts is on base to throw 17 interceptions this year. <laughs> you sound fantastic. You sound how the Cowboys red zone offense looks. It's pretty perfect. So yeah, just, uh, just to give a quick rundown to the people of Kevin's past week, because you can tell he is sick and can't talk. So I'll be doing a lot of the speaking tonight. This started last week where he had to travel for work. So he got in late because it got delayed. When he got home, he's like, oh, I'll just sit and relax, watch some Notre Dame football. That didn't work out because they couldn't convert. Timeout. There's something before this. I was on a plane. Already ready to go to fly home. Shut airplane mode, phone off. Then we got delayed, brought back to the gate, turned the phone off airplane mode. First thing I see, Trayvon Diggs towards ACL. Okay, so it goes even further back. So that Trayvon gets hurt. You're delayed. You get in. You're like, oh, I'll have a nice relaxing weekend. Cowboys have an easy game. This could be a the Sam Hartman MVP Heisman we got, we conversation. We have a hurricane outside. I can't go anywhere. A hurricane outside. So just uh, just uh, a laundry list of things to do around the house instead. So we'll, let's relax with a little Notre Dame action. This chair together, new chair. The chair looks chair good. The chair Chair's does look good. good. You did a great job. So uh, Notre Dame probably on third and nineteen covered the best wide receiver prospect in the past twenty years. Yes or no? Probably yes, but you know, well, it's a lesson learned. Lose that that's one. Just, that's we'll play with ten. That's it. We'll play with ten. That too, fourth and seven, maybe get off the field so you're not in a position where they have a chance to score at the one-yard line. Uh, go to Sunday, and uh, the Cowboys think it'd be an easy win over the Cardinals. No, double-digit loss. The, the Cardinals almost covered the spread that the Cowboys were supposed to cover. Uh, and then we are here sitting this week. You are sick as well. So I, I feel like you've had a pretty great week, right? Yeah, everything's been good. Uh, you know, very busy week last week. Got home, got sick from either my daughter or my wife. They both had it. I don't know. I've done a thousand of the nose swabs again. It's not the vid. Um, so it's your run-of-the-mill cold. Uh, I just spent $75 at CVS today for Mucinex and Zycam. And isn't, there, is, isn't there something we're not supposed to be taking anymore? They said, like, oh, yeah, it doesn't work. They, like, pulled it off the shelf. I don't Probably. know about Mucinex, but it was something. It, just like it doesn't seem like any. The only thing that seems to be working is tea and bourbon. That whole honestly, so that's the thing. Apparently, they're pulling a bunch of the cold medicines off the shelf because they don't work, they're actually not good for you. So, in the end, tea and bourbon might be the most natural remedy to go. So, um, yeah, I do. I feel like the Cowboys offense in the red zone looks, <laughs> um, they had 20 plays in the red zone on Sunday and they scored 13 points. 20. They have. <clears throat> 54 red zone snaps this uh, season so far. The closest team, I believe, is the Eagles at 34. 
So they're getting there. They're just not doing anything once they get there. It's kind of how I felt on Monday. Like it, it, fourth and two, <laughs> you were in a similar position. Hey, maybe don't run it on third and goal, you know? And, uh, well, I don't know, Mike McCarthy. Maybe you're down in the game six, seven minutes left, down by 12 points. In this day and age of the NFL, 12 points with seven minutes left really isn't a comfortable lead anymore. No. So you should be able to, with the offense and the defense that you have, Against an Arizona, you should be able to still pull that game out. And he he continues to run the ball on first and second down. And then just, you know, the problem I'm seeing in the red zone, Aiden, is they're not getting the ball to their playmakers. Right. I think um, Jake Ferguson has more targets in the red zone this season than CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Brandon Cooks combined. Which is the problem. The CD Lamb thing alone is wild. The fact that he has more than all three mm-hmm. CD Lamb has zero receptions in the red zone, this which is almost hard to do. <laughs> you it's, know, it's like they're trying. And it, at this point, like if you're going to do that, give Deuce Vaughn a touch, then, right? Like, why are we just beating our head against the wall with Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot? It's just like, I don't know. And I don't want to hear the whole, you know, you know what they're missing is Zeke. No, okay. They're actually their proficiency on third or fourth and one or two is higher than it was last year with Zeke. Zeke hit it. I think he was like 17 of 21 in, in one or one or two yard to go last year, which is a good, that's like 80%. They're at like 87% this year. So it stop with the Zeke thing. I also feel like if you're just like, Oh, the, the problem with our offense is a short yardage back. Well, okay, then I think you have larger problems than that. You know, like if that's what's really holding you back, I and feel like you have larger <laughs> issues than that. And listen. You sound great, by you, the way. Thank you. I, I feel like my voice is coming along a little bit. Um, They were down three starting offensive line, right? That too. A Hall of Famer guard, your center, and your future Hall of Fame left tackle as well. Um, And you were starting – Adoga at left tackle, which literally looked like he was going to get Dak Prescott murdered in the first quarter. Why they just this and this this is the thing that like I don't understand with like their mentality sometimes is like they get so pigeonholed. They talk about position flex all the time, right? How important it is. Yeah. But then they get so pigeonholed with like we're playing Tyler Smith at guard, even though he played all last season at left tackle and looked phenomenal. He had not played a snap yet this year. Tyron Smith was out. Adoga has played guard already this year and looked pretty good. He looked like shit at tackle in camp, but they're like, well, he can play it. They were so stubborn, they wouldn't make the switch. Like, why not make the – you know what Tyler Smith is at left tackle, and we've seen what Adoga is at guard make the switch and I think the line would have been even better and then you were starting obviously a rookie his first ever start at center and then another rookie at right guard and I will say running the ball they weren't bad right they were gashing the Cardinals mm-hmm. in the run mm-hmm. it was just that pass blocking where they were having the problems especially with Adoga and we were screaming it switch them. Oh, hard. wow <laughs> and they just refused to do it 
Do you think that's why they were so run heavy in the red zone is because they were afraid the offensive line couldn't hold up. You just gave the stats uh, and like CD lamb does not have a catch in the red zone. Do you think they're saying we don't have time to scheme him open because three of these guys are turnstiles on the offensive line. If Zach Martin and Biotish are there, are they, are are we, are we changing the game plan? I, I think so. And I think Mike McCarthy said it this week that, you know, and he took ownership for it, which I do like. And he said, I, I should have been more aggressive on first and second down and, and more aggressive in the red zone. Um, and there was, there were opportunities. I know you probably watched the game too, where like, you're like, run it, Dak, like wide open, like yeah. wide open lanes. And then he tries to throw it. And it's like, he did have one scramble, which, you know, he got the first down, but you're like, Four years ago, that's a touchdown for Dak running, like easy, no no questions about it. And now it's like, well, maybe, I don't know, can he not do it? Is he afraid to do it? Are they coaching him not to do it? Um, Probably a mix. It could be a mix of all three, to be honest. And, uh, you know, like I can't – this is one of those things. I think we're starting to see that out of Jalen Hurts too a little bit. He looked like a pocket pass the other night. He's not not taking off the way he he has before. It could be the same sort of things. Yes, that. So I'm curious. I need a bigger sample size because I feel like against the Vikings, they were getting him killed running the ball. Exactly. And all of a sudden, like he he has the flu and he like went. He ran one time. I think he had one. Mm-hmm. Act, aside from the QB sneaks, he had one actual carry for five yards, <laughs> I, and a second one late <laughs> where he slid down. But he just didn't. He he didn't look like he wanted to be there to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I mean, speaking of not wanting to be there, that's what the Dallas Cowboys defense looked like. We're harping on the offense. The defense is really what what was the problem. Um, they looked soft. They didn't want to tackle. It seemed like this vaunted pass rush was was rushing up the field so fast. They were getting, you know, pushed back in the backfield. And Dobbs did a really nice job stepping up. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about this. Does that concern you schematically that it feel like they were almost Trojan horsing it, letting them the, the defense come in and then running by them? Yes, because I also saw that in the Jets game, Ooh. which scares me a little bit. Um, and Zach Wilson had some nice runs in that game. He led the, he led the jets in rushing and I've seen it in the past. You know, I, I get it. You want to unleash these guys, right? It's one of the best pass rushes in the league, but you got to hold true in the, in the middle, right? If you're going to do that, um, you know, so I feel that like that kind of happened last year, a little bit in the first matchup that you and I had, uh, against the Eagles and Cowboys where it was like, all right, we're going to throw it to Mike, let him rush. And then we're going to like run these little short, like, uh, like shallow crossing routes and just, you know, throw it to his side. Once he runs by and hit AJ Brown in the flat and he's by well, himself. I mean, they, had, they had that one touchdown right at him last year. Where yeah. He came in and he, and he dumped it to AJ Brown. So, I mean, that's how you have to attack him uh, and attack this, this defense. But beyond that, it was just like the penalties on both sides of the ball. Like it was like, oh great, we're back to this now. Mm-hmm. Um, the it just it, like you said, it didn't look like they wanted to be there. Um, they weren't tackling. It looked like they were like still starstruck from the injury, even though all week. And I'm gonna this. I'm probably gonna get hot taked here, but like <laughs> enough. We'll make sure of it. Enough. I'm gonna take a sip of bourbon before I say this. Go for it. I have a bottle of, uh, I went to Buffalo Trace when I was in Kentucky. It was, the tasting was very good. I bought a bottle. Buffalo Trace is delicious. Yes. Um, And I'm not even usually a bourbon drinker. It was very good. All week, what was the team saying? The defense, like, we're going to win this for Trayvon. 
like they had fucking sevens on their eye black. Michael Gallup had a seven on his. He didn't die. I was okay. gonna say, I feel like he it's over his ACL after getting paid. He's fine. Okay, he didn't die. <laughs> we don't have to do this whole like like memorial, like we're a moment of silence before the game because someone tore their ACL. It was a freak accident in practice. It was even on grass. That's football. Shit happens. But you are supposedly one of the best defenses in the league. He is not the cog that holds it all together. You went out and got Stephon Gilman, right? Deron Bland can play outside. You have Jordan Lewis. Like, you have all these pieces that we all talk about. One guy shouldn't make you crumble like that. And the other thing is, what is Trayvon Diggs not always known for? We've seen a lot, a little bit more this year, the physicality and the tackling, right? So Trayvon Diggs wasn't going to be making all those damn tackles that you were missing all game. So I don't want to hear it. So can we bury the we're playing for Trayvon thing? Like it's done. Okay. He's out. He's injured. We'll see you next year. Move forward. And just fucking play football, right? I feel like that was the most ironic part of the game is you're like, oh, the, you if you just looked at the score, you would say, man, they really missed Trayvon Diggs, 28 to the Cardinals. I feel like that was not the problem at all. Like, it was not the absence of Trayvon Diggs. It was the, like, if he was there, it would not have been a factor in terms of how, like, how they were able to utilize James Conner, who's been awesome this year, by the way, and, like, getting Josh Jobs in the space, you know? Just the way they were able to run the ball effectively. <laughs> and I will say, and this will be my last point about this game, is going into it, I I was a little bit nervous about Josh Dobbs because I don't know if you remember, he played the Cowboys well last year when he came in for Tennessee and he had like four days to get ready. And it's actually pretty funny and ironic because my pinned tweet on Twitter is a Josh Dobbs tweet. Um, because it's like has my largest ever interaction. It was like the one where he learned the playbook. So I like was scrolling on my Twitter. I'm like, huh, that's pretty funny that that's still there. But <clears throat> I, I was nervous. And he, I don't know if you saw him. I think you did see him uh, the dodging the darts thing. I was like, going to say, I feel like that was pretty harmless. I, I kind of like him. And uh, absolutely, he, he, you should do doing, that. Yeah. If, if Mike is going to bark and he doesn't bite, like, Clap back. Why not? You won the game. You should. He did. He did poor, like, dude, <laughs> poor dude went to the pro shop in Arizona. Couldn't even buy his own jersey. The other day. That's what I was thinking of, too. I, I feel like he does a lot of like harmless kind of videos. Like, I kind of like this guy. Like, you know, like you weren't. He's an aerospace cool. engineer with alopecia. Like, he, what's not delightful? he gives you like uh, the movie The Replacements. The quarterback. Uh, well, God, what was his name? Shane. Uh whatever his name was, but the replacements vibes where you're like, yeah, I'm just kind of rooting for this underdog guy who wasn't supposed to be here. And seems like a good do you, dude. Do you remember his parents from last year at the game? No, I do not. Hold on. Let me see if I can just pull this up like that. They were the strange. They're like the weirdest people ever. This is going to be a genetics question. Do you, if your parents have alopecia, does that mean how you get it? I don't know. Actually. So they don't have it. Uh, I don't think so. But like this was them at the entire game last year against the Cowboys. That is not what I expected his parents to look like. They look cold, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, they look cold. The mom looks miserable. Um, but yeah, so it was a miserable game. <laughs> and 
what is the what is the best thing when your offense and you know isn't performing in the red zone to do the next week is go against Bill Belichick. Right. Yes, I have one take on this game so we can get our hot takes in. And then mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about the Patriots game because I still don't know how to feel about the Patriots. They're either good or they're bad. And I yeah. can't tell. They're um, boring. I think that's the biggest take. They're what? Boring. They're they are definitely boring. They have zero firepower on offense, but they're mm-hmm. gonna be in every single game that they play. They'll end up <laughs> nine and eight because it'll be every game will be a coin flip. We'll see how they the will be in this game with a chance to win it. I will tell you that. Yeah, this will be a, it'll I feel like it'll be the same as the Eagles game. It'll be a one possession game at the end and it's like who gets who gets a stop, who makes a play. You know, something like this would be the time where you miss Trayvon Diggs, to be honest. Didn't and they win in overtime at Foxborough last time where CD Lamb had the walk off touchdown? And that's also when that's the exact play where uh Dak hurt his calf and then was out for like 6 weeks. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Cooper uh, Rush had to go into the into Minnesota and win on Halloween. Is that the game they beat the shit out of them? No, that was last year. Oh yeah. Well, just, man, these are really blending together. Can you believe we've been doing this this long? No. No. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, everything's pointing towards the Cowboys should win this game, but everything was pointing towards they should win this game last week. So. Uh, you were out coached by Jonathan Gannon, and now you have to go against Bill Belichick. Well, like, same guy. I've never said anything bad about Jonathan Gannon. Uh, oh, defensive yeah. genius, Jonathan Gannon. I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just very interested to see what what Bill Belichick takes away because he always takes some. Is he going to take Ceedee Lamb out of the game? Or is he going to choke the Cowboys' run and make Dak Prescott throw the football? I think they could choke the run. I think if you look at the Eagles in the first three weeks, absolutely dominated on the ground uh, against the Vikings and the Buccaneers. They really didn't have that success week one. Maybe that's, you know, Gainwell's not effective as Swift. But it feels like we weren't winning at the line of scrimmage the way we've been winning. Like, the last yeah. night, we weren't getting touched. So yeah. I feel like, and they know what the Cowboys want to do. You got to get out of this Iowa mindset of like, we have to run on first. We have yep. to run on second. And then we'll pass on third down. That's how we saw how that worked out for Iowa on Saturday night in Happy Valley. That was the game I was watching. And then it was like, ah, all right. They pulled uh, Drew Aller. I must, I uh, should switch it over. And then I watched the demise. I have just, a Sam. I was rooting for you guys, by the way. I have a Sam Hartman Heisman feature. You, I, you love him. So do I. That was, yeah, that was, that was brutal. Um, so I, I think. I think Bill's going to try and take the runaway, um, take Pollard out of the game, mm-hmm. and he's going to make Dak Prescott beat them. And I don't know how I feel about that. Um, we will see. Um, I was I was really happy to see Michael Gallup have a bounce back game. Um, almost had 100 yards. You know, I they need to start getting Brandon Cooks more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, it just seems like Mike McCarthy is just not going to let Dak Prescott throw deep this year. Um, and like they lead the league in long drives, but like you need a little bit of how you doing, keep it moving, as as Pat McAfee would say. <laughs> you need to push the ball down the field a little bit just to let teams know you can do it. And because sustained drives are great, right? You know all about them. As oh, a, yeah, baby. But continuous sustained drives, eventually you're gonna have a penalty 
right? You're going to have a holding and then the, the, the drive killer, right? You need to be able to, when you need to, to strike fast. And they do have web, like, like that's why they got Brandon Cooks, right? Like, that's what they were, they've talked about all offseason, that his speed is different. Let's see it. Let's see it. So I, I think Bill's going to try and take the runaway. I think Dak's going to have to play a proficient game. Um, he's going to have to kind of look like he almost did against Tampa last year in the playoffs, spread the ball around, um, have some big chunk plays to the CD, um, and then hope this defense goes out there and, and you know, comes back to form. I think they're going to be pissed. I think they're going to be angry. Mm -hmm. And I think this Patriots offense is kind of like the perfect offense for them to go against in this realm because, like you said, going into week one about Mac Jones, like just get him into third and seven, third and nine. Yep. Third and 12. Give me that all game long and let these guys hunt. Um, and it's going to be an interesting chess match internally of the game with Ezekiel Elliott and this defense, right? You yeah. know Zeke's going to want to have a good game, right? This is his homecoming. But you know for damn sure this defense does not want him to run on them. No, so, it's a perfect element, too, after last week where they got gouged on the ground. They don't want to have that happen again with Zeke Elliott because uh, you know what the headlines are going to be. It's going to be, oh, they should have kept Zeke. Like, look, this offense isn't the same without him. And, and then he, if he goes for 90 yards and a touchdown like Connor did, all hell breaks loose. Every single get up, first fake, every single host will be sitting in their chair in a Patriots 15 Ezekiel Elliott jersey on Monday morning, if that happens. Uh, I'm, it depends on who Colorado plays this week, if they talk sure. about the oh, God. <laughs> and, where Taylor, and where Taylor Swift is. I, You know me. I love Taylor Swift, and I'm like, all right. Enough. Enough. <laughs> Enough. I, you, I, I can't take any more are just, Swifties are just, I, you know, I don't get it. But if, if we want to talk about that for like 30 seconds, I feel like it's not, this is like every celebrity. It's never actually the celebrity. It's always no. like the, everybody has to have the same joke on Twitter and you see it 1500 times. And then you're like, all right, I'm done. Like, I get it. Like she was and there at the game. She's cool. He's cool. I hope it works out for them. They're awesome. Can't wait to see her on tour again. Hopefully he's in the Super Bowl and we play them again, you know, but it's like, I, okay, we get it. We get the jokes. You, you did the blank space thing 50 times. We got it. I think she hates most of her fans. I actually, I think there's a, like, we were in Long Beach Island last, uh, yeah. last week. We went to the black whale where she was. When it got mobbed. I feel like there's, I'm sure she loves being famous and having money and everything like that. There's just no way that you would like to go to your friend's wedding and it get totally sabotaged like that. Like nobody cat can the like thing that. that. I don't understand about that. It's like, so you're just going to go outside of the black whale and sit there for hours and scream to see her walk seven feet from a staircase into a black car. Yeah. And it's like that space is so constricted. Now that I've been there, I'm like, how did that even happen? Like, where yeah. did you guys all go? There's just not a lot of space. It's on like a residential road, but yeah. like it's somebody's wedding. You know, like Literally. just to be like screaming outside and take over like somebody's like one special day. Just you're almost really affected your life. Yeah, I'm sure she feels like a like a nuisance to like yeah. be at her yeah. friend's wedding. Like that has to be a horrible feeling to be that yeah. famous. But, you know, <coughs> I think it's a good little uh, little celebrity thing. It's, it's and, cool. I, and I will say last thing on this is it was cool seeing like the one video clip of her. Not even yelling, you know, let's fucking go or whatever, but 
when she was like just like cleaning up the suite. I don't know if you saw that. She was just like I did. taking her trip. And I was like, I showed my wife that one. And my wife's like, yes. So I'm like, isn't that just like cool to see that she's like normal? She's like, well, why wouldn't she throw it away? I'm like, because she's worth like billions of dollars. Like, why would she throw it? I did I see one. I did see one. It's like there were a few tweets where I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty funny. The people who didn't recycle the tweets, it was funny where they were like, you're like, yeah, you got to clean up in front of the parents meeting them for the first time. That's a veteran move. <laughs> I was like, that's so true. She's cleaning up everything in front of Mama Kelsey, especially yeah. Mama Kelsey. I feel like she'll just sit there and just be like, mm. mm, finally judging. You know, she's, yeah. she's a mom first. You'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. top my boys better to clean up. <laughs> and and of course, Jason Kelsey just jumping in being like, I am like the Ian Rappaport of Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. Him and his wife are the exact opposite. I've been seeing clips from the documentary and she was on their podcast. She's just like a down to earth, like Philly yeah. suburbs girl. <laughs> they met on freaking Tinder, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like complete opposite <laughs> of this like A-list couple. Yeah, it was awesome. Funny. So yeah. um, before you get into yours, yeah, I, I mean, just win the goddamn game, right? You can't yeah. go down and be two and two. You have to keep pace as much as possible. Um, and you need to take advantage of the, I mean, obviously they didn't take advantage of the, the Cardinals game, but you, so you have to take advantage of this game mm -hmm. before you're going to play the chargers and the Niners back to back. And then the Eagles, like chargers. it's, it's kind of like you guys, like you're taking advantage. Like you, I think the Eagles are easily going to be six and oh, heading into Miami. Whoa. And that's what yeah. they, I, okay. They have an opportunity to be six and oh. Heading into Miami, statistically um, speaking, yes, they do. They take do. advantage of these things. Good teams yeah. do that. That's all I'm saying. So oh, go with the game. I have a hot take. You ready for it? It's based on what you just said. If I had a Hertz Dak, like this is why Hertz is better type of complaint. I think that there are moments where like everything's hunky dory. Everything looks great for the Cowboys. They were great for two weeks. Uh, no, no complaints, totally dominated for two weeks. They'll play games where there's this lull against an inferior opponent. And you just have to have a guy who takes over and your quarterback just like, all right, we're not losing to this bad team. Like, and it's, you're on the road. And last year, Jaguars, perfect example this year, Cardinals, perfect example. You're on the road, a team who is uh, on paper, not as good as you, the crowd's in it though. And it's just like, you got to make a second half play. Like that's why they pay you. And if I have one thing about Jalen Hurts that I like, like you saw the, the Colts game last year, perfect example. Like they slept off for three quarters on the road. And in the fourth quarter, he threw a touchdown, ran a touchdown in, they won the game. It's like, all right, he just took over. Same like the Bears game. They looked like shit. He hurt his shoulder. They were in the wind. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to hit AJ Brown deep and this game's over. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like that to me, if I had, a, this is why Hurts is better. That's why. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we shall see moving forward because he's look good. He damn ain't looking great yet this year. That is for sure. One more thing. I think uh, Cowboys five sacks. Circle that. Ooh. I gotta hope you're right. They I need it. So. They need a bounce back. Bury Not the Trayvon Diggs bullshit. Move forward and win the football game. Not having a mobile quarterback against Michael Parsons and everybody is just <laughs> a disaster. I will say, I mean, your boy hurts. He's looked good this year but he damn for sure ain't look great no it's uh i thought the best that they had looked was monday night i think there were two or three plays i'm sure they'd like to have back one of them wasn't even hurts 
I think uh, if he if AJ Brown catches that ball, it's the final score is 29 11 and it's a bit like that four point difference just the the yeah. two touchdown thing if it's seven if they win by 17 it's the score is what's throwing people off like they had a fourth and two that they didn't convert they had and at the end of the game they went nine minutes and 22 seconds and didn't put up points because they just kneeled it but they were at the 15 and aj brown dropped the touchdown like they could have won that game by four touchdowns and they didn't i think it's throwing people's brains off but at the same time like you mentioned like this hasn't been 2022 Jalen Hurts for sure. But also, like, those are the people that just check their phone and see the score. If you actually watch the game, like, they're, eyeball. They're if you're if you're an eyeball test, have you seen those TikToks where it's like uh, they'll play somebody a song and it's like, what would you rate this song? Mm-hmm. And then they go and they're like, oh, I'll give it like an eight. And then they go to the next person, like, what song are you listening to right now? And they take it to the next person and they listen. Like anybody who's like listening to the Eagles song right now, they're like. Uh, in fairness i'd give it an eight you know like yep. if you're if you're somebody who's consuming it for real yep. it's an eight yep agreed it's an eight i but eight can be solid eight gets you wins eight eight, eight gets you to three and oh yep. that's that see that's the crazy thing to me is like uh, i have complaints there's been plays where i'm like you're you're keep it simple stupid and they haven't done that in every game and at the same time, I'm like, they're up 16-0 week one. They're yep. up 27-7 in the fourth quarter week two. They're up 25-3 in the fourth quarter week three. Yep. You know, it's just like they have had points still completely dominated. Yep. It's pretty wild if you think about it. It the, mm-hmm. like they're like AJ Brown was like a non-factor first two weeks, and then this week it's you know nine receptions, 131 yards, and you're like, all right. Well, there were things from the offense where I was like, okay, you were starting to get it, you know? Yeah. I think they did what we talked about, which was start with using the run to set up the pass. They got away from that. That's what bothers me. It's like, it's almost like they want to, you ever played call of duty uh, Mm -hmm. in the Nuketown map? You know how it's like two different houses. Oh yeah. And you, you could be on a kill streak on the one side of the one house. And you're like, every time somebody comes up the stairs, I'm sniping the shit out of these guys. Then you're like, what if I ran over to the other house? No, you're getting kills in the one house. There's no point to run across the map and do it at the other house. You're going to get killed. And I feel like the Eagles offense is that it's like, stay in this house. It is working. You're sniping everybody. And it's like, stay within your game plan. It's like, they want that home run so bad. It's like, you don't need it. No, <laughs> they can't stop you. You know what's crazy is seeing like Rashad Penny on the sideline with his jersey just like untouched. Is he washed or is just like swift and gainless? I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe that's also their thought of staying in that house. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That, yeah, I think part of the running back thing is like the knock on Swift. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. Exactly, and maybe and either is Penny, so maybe they don't want a chance losing both of them Mm -hmm. at one time. I think you're going to get a Penny game. I think you're going to get a game. I don't know if it's this week, but it'll be a time where you're like, all right, let's break him out. Let's try to, uh, oh, baby, is this it? Are we going to the playoffs? They're coming home. Everything is right in the world. The Phillies are going to the playoffs. It's a walk-off win. The football team is undefeated. Everybody in the NFC East lost. The Cowboys lost. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine a single thing going wrong? All the homeless people just got houses in Philly. Everything's good. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my right. goodness. To the postseason we go. Three and no. 80 90 wins. Oh my good. What a what a way to do it. What a weekend. Sweep of the I'm Mets, the biggest rival. All your rivals lose. You go to the playoffs. They let Jalen Carter fall to the Eagles. I can't think of a single thing wrong. Maybe uh James Harden not showing up to media day. They don't exist. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't exist in my mind. They are a fragment of my imagination in a past life. That works. They're just the PTSD. Just, just let Joel Embiid play for the Eagles somehow. Yes, yes. Bring him in. Bring him in. Use him That'd in goal line fun. packages and throw it up. I'd like to see how that goes. Florida State has a six-seven kid. Mm-hmm. He's not even their best receiver. Keon Cole's unreal. Oh yeah. Um, back to the Eagles, who were three and zero uh, and coming off a Super Bowl appearance after the baseball team went to the World Series. Um, do we want to talk about the tush push thing? Cause I can't, I think I'm done. I think yeah, I, uh, at my wits end, you know, in the office when Gabe's like, shut up about the sun. That is where I'm at with the tush push. Shut up about the tush push. I can't do it anymore. It is not an unfair advantage because 31 other teams can do it and they don't. Everyone bitches about this. I was watching week one, the bills had fourth and goal from the one with Josh Allen and passed it. The Falcons had first and goal, threw it three times. It's not a bad play. You just have a dumb team who can't execute it. The unfair advantage here is that there are two Hall of Famers in the offensive line, four All Pros, and a quarterback who squats 600 pounds. Like, it's not the push. That is not the problem. They're just stronger than you are. That's it. Shut the fuck up about this play. It's not unfair. Your team's just dumb. Yeah, I mean, I could care less about it. It's not like, and I'm so, this is what bothers me is people are like, well, it's not really a football play. Every single. Did they, did they, have they never seen clips from like the 1920s football? That's what they, they're always like, oh, I miss how football used to be. It used to be tough. People used to hit each other. In this scenario, <laughs> you're getting 11 grown men line up with 11 grown men and just smash into each other for one yard. It's actually football at its most purest form, if you think about it. Do you think Mylotta had anything to do with creating this play? Because it looks like a rugby scrub, right? Kelsey said that they brought a person in from Scotland to talk to the team about how people would try to defend it, who was a rugby coach. Mm-hmm. So they have thought about it in that sense. Yep. I mean, that's I still, what it looks like. I still and would like uh, Mylotta to get a carry. Ooh. I know they'll never do it. because Kind of like I would like uh... – Parsons to get a carry, but um, I do agree with Troy Aikman last night in the sense of like, I wouldn't have pulled out that play where Hurts obviously tripped and got sacked, but like, I wouldn't have pulled that wrinkle out there last night. That was my first thought. You're up 22 to three in a fourth quarter game in week three. Why was that? Because like, we've never seen that. No. And I knew me, my like closest Eagles fan group, we all said the same thing at the same time. I've been waiting on that. Like you knew yeah. they were going to pull that out at some point. It was just a matter of time. That was not the time. So like now, now you got to wait some more weeks. Yep. You can't yeah. pull that out next week. I wanted to see it against the 49ers on December 3rd. <laughs> That's when you pull that out. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. as a, as a rival perspective, like just stop the play, right. Until it's yep. deemed illegal for whatever reason it's in the rule book. It's legal. I mean, who 
gives a shit what it looks like? If it works, it works. So like if the Cowboys were doing it proficiently, Cowboys fans wouldn't be complaining. Right? If Niners fan, if Brock Purdy could do it with the Niners, Niners fans wouldn't be complaining. It's just because your team can't or won't do it. Every, so every, you're right, just shut up. Every team has the option to do it. And some people drafted a five nine quarterback and have to bring in their backup quarterback, the QB sneak. Like, don't be mad at the Eagles that you are in that position. You know, I the, the, I saw the the Vikings this week. The, the four tries didn't get in. Yep. It's just like, and they passed it twice and ran it to the running back and he got stuffed. It, it's just every team has. It's not an unfair advantage. Your team's just bad and not utilizing it. Or so, your team has ten men on the field and fourth and one. That goal. also makes it very tough to stop a run on fourth and goal from the one yard line. Did I send you my tweet, my Rudy tweet? Did you see that? No. <laughs> was it him coming into the game? Yeah, I said I said that Notre Dame's eleventh defender trying to get into the field onto the field and it was <laughs> Vince Vaughn was an awesome picker, by the way. Oh yeah. I forget that he's in that movie. Oh yeah. Classic two thousands movies though. So good. Um Eagles wise this week, Commanders. It's more the same. I want They're to frauds. win by They're a such frauds. We we yes. They are but think about it last year. That was our first loss at home. Yep. I want revenge. Every single thing possible went wrong in that game. I want revenge. I want it to look like the Bills game. I want it, uh, who they just played. They had four interceptions on Sam Howe, and the Bills won 37-3. to three. That's how I want it to look. Um, speaking of the that game last year and everything went wrong, obviously a big part of what went wrong there was the Quez Watkins drop. Did he get Wally pipped from yes. uh, Nelson Aguilar 2.0? Yes, he did. Uh, and it's more than just the fact that Lamedade um scored a touchdown. He had back-to-back big plays on that drive. There was a play where his block sprung mm-hmm. A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're a better blocker and you possess that deep threat ability, now we start to see him probably be the better option. Well, they yep. still use Quez, yes, but I think Zacchaeus is the wide receiver three right now. Yep. I thought he was a rookie. I had no idea who he was. No, he's, he was with the Falcons. Yeah. Falcons. Yeah. St. Joe's prep. Touchdowns in the league. I did not know that he went to St. Joe's prep, too, with DeAndre yeah. Swift. Loaded. <laughs> Jeremiah Trotter Jr. coming up. Uh, speaking of the draft, <clears throat> nine GMs need to be fired. Nine. Not just the Bears. Nine GMs. Maybe the Texans GM can stay. CJ Stroud's looked awesome. You got to be happy. That's the most important position. You got to get a quarterback. They should be content with the pick they made. So eight GMs need to be fired for what happened. I, I don't think you can – you can't the, – the Bryce Young pick, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there too. Yeah. You can justify it by, like, you need a quarterback first. So at least seven. Like, seven and a half GMs need to be fired. Jalen Carter is not turning around in the Carolina pick. He's not, but, like – they're not all. They're also like not a quarterback away from turning it around either. If you I would say someone. maybe I. You know, the only thing I would say is, in terms of the Houston Texans, is maybe you could like half fire because I think Will Anderson's going to be a freak, but yeah. like they had an opportunity to get both Stroud and Jalen Carr. Yes, and they did not do that. So maybe half fired again. So we're back to eight GMs being fired. But if okay, if you're the Seahawks GM. <clears throat> You took a kid from Texas Tech? Why? It's, a, it's the exact thing you and I hate. Has Why? that kid done anything yet? No. Doesn't record a single stat. 
Mm-hmm. Why? It makes no sense. It just makes no sense. The the statistics that are staggering. I went back and watched a video of every single snap he had one la- last night. He wins so much. It's ridiculous. And a lot of times it's double teams. That sack where he blew up the double team, got to the quarterback and Cox got there at the same time. Think of beauty. And you just knew on that interception, that was going to be a safety. So oh, yeah. I think, I think the uh, commander's going to my wife. Them. My wife's like, my wife was like, ah, oh, damn it. I go, there's a punt. The one yard line. Yeah. Uh, they have a chance for a sack. I was going to say, I was like, all right. I was mad. And then all of a sudden I was like, Ooh, yeah. it's going to be a safety. <laughs> Jordan Davis, yeah. also awesome. But uh, they're going to try to establish Brian Robinson. Same strategy. Everything needs to be second 11, second and 12. Put a lot of pressure on Sam Howell to make plays uh, and to set up his receivers. And uh, it's good to have Blankenship back and Bradbury. The secondary looks a lot more stable. Still work to be done. Josh Job got targeted a lot. I'm sure they'll try to do that again with Jahan Dotson on the outside because I'm sure Slay's going to fa- uh, follow McLaurin. But uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it looks a lot more stable with Reed back in there. We'll see what they do at oh, safety. Yeah. My guy Sidney Brown left early; he got hurt, so hopefully he's good. Um, but it's the same strategy: force the quarterback into second and twelves and make him yeah. make every play. Agreed. Yeah, I think uh, it, again, just win the game. Win the game. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, but I want to win thirty-seven-three. Oh, this is also why I want to win thirty-seven-three. This is my final point. Josh Harris is now the owner of the Washington Commanders. We just talked about, in a past life, I used to root for the Sixers, who were a basketball team way back in the day, back when I followed basketball. Uh, He was the owner of them. He is an absolute scumbag. He is everything that's wrong with society. A billionaire who owns three teams, and you buy tickets with your hard-earned money and blood, sweat, and tears into a team, and all he sees is a profit line. The fact that he's been touted as this hero and this martyr of the Washington Commanders when the Sixers have been disarray for the past decade. The stories that have come out with that team with a peanut allergy, with a burner account with the GM, firing the first GM because they ran a tanking strategy and he got forced to by the league and they brought in a backup GM because of nepotism. He is the face of disarray. And he just so happened to be taking over for the one person and one owner who was worse than him. I want to beat the shit out of the commanders for what he has done to me and my Sixers fandom. I hate Josh Harris. This win is not just for the Eagles. It's for the Sixers. And did you see that they are also getting sued by a native American Alliance um, to change the name back to the Redskins because that's it, hilarious because it actually the, um, the person on the helmet is an actual real um uh, Native American warrior, and they said every time they went out there, he was being uh, represented, memorialized, and it gave them great pride. So they're literally suing them to go back to the Redskins. It's like Parks and Rec when she gets rid of the slugs, and she's like, "Why well, didn't want to get rid of all the slugs?" It's like, "Well, you can never make anybody happy." So it'd be pretty so, funny that if they do go back, I mean, they need to get rid of the Commanders. It's just it's I terrible. think they are. We'll get a new stadium, new uniforms, new name again, and just completely clean slate it. Yep. yep. But in the meantime, I hope they lose 37 to three again. I do think that they are frauds, but at the same time, like I thought we were better than them last year and we lost at home to them. So I'm not taking anything for granted. I thought, I thought we were better than the Cardinals. And hey, what are you going to do? That's what happens. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do power rankings and get my throat out of here. Okay. Let's do it. Um, do you want to go five down to one? 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I will let you begin the process. At five, this is a team that I have on here, and I don't, I'm going to do the same as last week. I don't know if I'll be able to do this again. At five, I have the Steelers. The defense is awesome. I just love TJ Watt. He has six sacks already. Havoc every time he touches the ball. I don't know if the offense is enough firepower to sustain it, so I'm putting them there for now. Uh, five for me, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs is an absolute freak. The defense is amazing. They just beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, it's the Arizona Cardinals deserve to be in this top 10 <laughs> because they played such a good football game on Sunday against a very good football team. They're playing uh, hard. They deserve to be in the top 10. Take that, TikTok comments. At four, I have the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. So, <clears throat> Oh, I said I was going to make them one. Oh, no, I already fucked up. Oh, no. At four, I have the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, at four, I also have the Kansas City Swifties. They will be here all season long. They are the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost that first game. Everybody freaked out. And then what they do, they've racked off two straight wins, and they're they're just getting to get back into Kansas City Swifty Chiefs. At, four. at three, I have the Eagles. 474 yards, 174 yards. Total domination on Monday night. A nine-minute, 22-second drive to cap it. Dominant, dominant, dominant. Three for me. I also have the Philadelphia Eagles. It does not have to be pretty. You just have to get it done, just like the push-push play we've been talking about. The scary part is for every team in the league is they haven't put it together yet, mm -hmm. and they are three. At two out of the 49ers, because I feel like they have put it together, didn't have Brandon Ayuk mm -hmm. taking care of business. We I just put the Steelers on the list. They handled them week one. Giants made quick food out of them. They're handling business. You got to have them at the top, 49ers at two. Two for me, it's also the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Pur Purdy just continues to be steady as a rock, um, undefeated now in the regular season. Um, the defense is just unbelievable. Uh, they are very well coached. They are a problem. At one, I have the Dolphins because I just don't think you can put anybody else there after you score 70 points in a football game. <laughs> That's it. Uh, one for me, it's the Dolphins. Uh, 70 to 20. I mean, that's come on. It. Anybody that's saying, too, that they're, you know, they ran up the score, shut up. If you have a chance <laughs> to score 70 points in a football game, you do. Especially if, it, if it's against an asshole like Sean. Yes. Yes. All right. That's our show. Kevin, thanks for hanging in there with your voice. But, but you know, there's a lot to be excited about around here. Nothing but positive vibes. It's been fantastic. Nothing but positive vibes. Ew. <laughs> Gross. If you're watching on YouTube, you should subscribe because that was <laughs> we're at the spitting point of this, uh, of mm -hmm. this uh, episode. So that means it's time to call it. Subscribe on YouTube. We're doing our reaction shows there. Follow us on TikTok. I went live at halftime and after the game. We're going to do that a lot more. That's I'm going to have to try that. I got You got to teach me how to do that. It's easy and it's fun. I enjoy, I think I'm addicted to TikTok live. I'm and uh, yeah, subscribe where you can find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, we put all of our clips from this show on Instagram and archive them there. So follow us everywhere. We'll be back this week. Let's keep the good times rolling. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two 
headphones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.